Dual Citizen, The Connection, Chapter 3 I don't know what I'm going to do, Shug, Rose said. I think she's trying to kill him. Vera shook her head and picked another card. They were playing snap with the kids, but they had gotten bored and went outside. Oh, come on, Roro, Vera scoffed. It can't be as bad as all that. Wait till you see, Rose said, except for her quiet mm-hmm that followed for emphasis. A year had passed, and Roe was home on maternity leave. She took care of Vera's kids for spring break while Vera worked. But it was Saturday, and Vera found any excuse to get out of the high-rise. Bobby was out hackin', as he called it, which meant picking up fares in his taxi between visiting women on the side. If Vera was at Rose, it was easier for her not to think about what Bobby was really doing, and Rose's house was comfortable. The rancher had a finished basement, and a large backyard fenced in for the dog and kids. There was more space across the street. A thick tangle of trees stood where no one had thought to build yet. The birds were back for spring, and Rose's house was truly a breath of fresh air. Rose snapped another card, and Tori came out of her room in a sulk. Vera had to muffle a laugh. Tori was taller than anyone her age, but had become meaner and more dramatic. When Roe was about to deliver, Tori already had a few seizures. At first it seemed serious, but the doctor proved it out. Tori wanted to be an only child. More dramatic collapses followed. By the time Roe brought the newborn home, his jealous sister realized seizures were not enough, so Tori decided to go blind. Since her blindness continued, the doctor thought he missed something. He outfitted Tori with special glasses to focus her vision. As with all children's medical appliances, they were huge and strapped down with medieval strength. The glasses had large black cones wrapped in a wider brown cloth, which made them look like beehives. If anyone peered into the lenses to see Tori's eyes, they were literally as big as her head. "'Come here, baby,' Rose said, and muttered to Vera, "'Didn't I tell you?' Vera tried not to laugh as Tori staggered closer, and the girl eventually managed to find her mother. "'Your Auntie Vera is here,' Rose said. "'Hi, sweetie,' Vera said. Tori suddenly turned in the direction of Vera's sexy voice. The little girl looked for Vera through her magnified lenses. All Vera could see were huge brown saucers of eyes searching everywhere, which caused Vera to laugh in little Tori's face. "'You see, Mama, I'm hideous!' Tori screamed. "'Now, Tori, this is just silly,' Mama Rose said. "'You're just fine.' "'No, I'm not!' And she began to cry." but Vera couldn't stop smiling. How could the girl possibly cry with all that strap to her eyes? Vera thought. Then she wondered if it was possible little Tori could drown, which made Vera laugh out loud again. Luckily, Tori stopped her fit almost as immediately as it started. Mama, can I go outside and play? Tori said in a small voice. I want to see Tracy. Tori! Mama Rose said sternly, 
How are you going to go outside and play when you can't even get down the hall? You got a death wish, girl? Look, if you can't see, you can't see, and that means you can't see nobody. Tori stomped her feet. Now get back into your room until you get yourself straightened out, Rode decided. And that means deciding you don't need those ridiculous glasses. Tori huffed, stormed off toward the couch, and stopped. When she realized she was in the living room, Tori cocked her head, looked through her goggles again, and found the hall back to her bedroom. When she finally got there, she promptly slammed the door. She best not have woken up that baby, Roe warned. Vera fell to pieces. I'm sorry, Roe, but that was just too much. Oh, I know. It's too much for all of us, Roe determined. And she looked down the hall before she whispered. But I think Tori might be trying to kill the baby. <laughs> well, Vera managed, stifling a laugh. The good thing is if she tries, she won't be able to find him. And they collapsed with laughter. But if you think that's something, let me tell you about what my babies did last week. Suddenly, Rosetta had to hold herself. Ooh, I gotta be careful, or I might break something I just got fixed. But if you don't think I'll rupture, tell me. Hello, everyone. Tracy here. I hope you're enjoying my story. We'll let you know how to support this podcast later. But for now, the best thing you can do is follow us and share it with your friends and family. So if you like what you're hearing, please help us out by telling people about it. And thanks again. Well, Vera said, I was making Freddy's birthday cake and the boys were watching cartoons. I had to go to the bathroom, so I took out the beaters and left the batter in the bowl. Mom called before I had a chance to go, but when I heard my angels in the kitchen, I told Mom I'd call her back. And what did your babies do? Ro asked, as if she didn't know. Just as soon as I left out, the boys went in the kitchen and got the beaters. Tracy teased his brother, going on about how good it was while they licked the batters clean. Then Tracy said maybe they should have some more. After all, he reasoned, it was going to be Freddy's cake. Roe hummed and picked another card. Freddy said he didn't want to get in trouble because he was always the one who got in trouble. But Tracy kept going on about how good the batter smelled. He put his face right down in that bowl and took a big whiff. Roe sang an ooh child for emphasis. When Tracy took his face out of the bowl, Vera said, he kept on about how wonderful the cake batter smelled. You want to try? Was all Freddy needed. He followed Tracy's lead and put his face down into that bowl. When Tracy saw that, it was just too much for him. He put his hand behind Freddy's head and bloop! He pushed Freddy's little face right into that batter. Freddy came out screaming with batter dripping all down his face. But when I came around the corner to scold them, and I saw Freddy's batter face, I laughed so hard I fell on the floor. Roe couldn't control her laughter, but Vera got out a full confession. Oh, Roe, it was terrible. My baby was screaming for vengeance, with batter dripping all over his face, and all I could do was writhe on the floor for laughing. Vera lost her breath, and Roe's laugh went deep. And Roe, 
I laughed so hard I wet myself. There I was, literally peeing on the floor, helpless while my little baby got madder and madder. All Trace could do was laugh, but bless his heart, he went to get a dish towel for Freddy to clean up. Then Trace thought better of it and got a spoon to eat the batter directly off Freddy's face. <laughs> then Tracy got a spoon for Freddy. Rose Baritone ran throughout the house and woke her newborn. She couldn't stop, but got up to see to him. As she passed down the hall, Tori suddenly opened her door. Serves you right, Mama, laughing at my expense like that, the goggles said, and Tori slammed her bedroom door again. Roe laughed harder and collected Bunky. She brought him out to the card table and got him to stop fussing. When Vera returned, the women sat and thought about all they had been through the past year. Yes, Rose said. It seems no matter what he does, it seems your little Tremel can do no wrong, even when you saw him do it. I suppose that's true, Vera said. He has my heart in a different way. Freddy is mischievous like his father, where Trace is more like me. We take things in rather than instigate. Even with that batter dripping down your little one's face? That's why it was so funny, Ro. Trace isn't usually like that. Well, we all got our things we do. And Rosetta hummed and looked at Bunky. I don't know what this one does yet, but I think he's more like me than Charlie. Tracy is my little man, Vera admitted. But he surely doesn't like my husband. And Ro looked at her. Trace has always disliked him, right from the start. And I know why. Ro waited because she wanted Vera to say it, but she didn't. Bobby's a hard man, Vera admitted. But he's no harder than Moody. Moody's not as hard as Bobby, girl, Ro argued. And you know it. I mean, Moody might say things, but he wouldn't. And Ro stopped. Vera wasn't embarrassed, but she didn't want to talk about the abuse. Instead, she picked up where she left off. No, Vera assured. I think it's because when we moved here, Trace was old enough to miss West Virginia. But they truly don't get along, and it's getting worse. What do you mean, Shug? Roe asked, but Vera didn't answer. Are you sure you don't need to get out? No, Vera said. It's not that. I can handle myself with Bobby. And Roe shook her head, and her hum went rigid. It's just how hard it is on Tracy, Vera continued, and he's been wetting the bed. Well, honey, that's not unusual. It happens from time to time. No, Ro, I mean he wets his bed every night. I thought he would grow out of it. What does Bobby do? He doesn't know, Vera said. Ro looked doubtful. So far I've managed to keep it from him. I get up early and change the sheets before anyone knows. And Ro's eyebrows furrowed deeper. But I don't want you to do anything, Vera decided. Are you sure? And Ro had to let her anger out because I would love to give that man a piece of my mind, and you don't need to put up with it, Vera, any of it. You could come here in a minute. I know that, Roe, Vera said, and a small tear escaped down her cheek. But I don't want to come here. You're busy enough. 
You have your new one, and we would be too many. I can handle Charlie, too, Roe determined. Think of your boys. No, I can't come here, and Vera's voice got hard. And I certainly don't want to go back home to Mom, not after all this time. Roe rocked Bunky, and Vera stared into nothing. Well, sugar, we'll get through this, Roe decided. Just like we said we would. Remember, the first day we met? Vera couldn't talk any more. But we will, Roe decided, and Jesus will help us. <laughs>